previously on Inside Wilder vs. Fury 2. You never been to a baptism? This fight right here means so much to me because this is unfinished business. I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna give him a boxing lesson, and I'm gonna knock him out. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. February 27, we're gonna rip his head off his body. This is a serious fight, it's not a plaything. I'm a true champion, a true king, a true warrior. This is the United States versus United Kingdom. We've got it all to lose. Somebody's always got to go. This fight's in Black History Month, and I'm gonna for sure make him a Black History trivia question. This is Inside Wilder versus Fury 2. There will only be three months between Deontay Wilder's last fight and this fight. So as Team Wilder looks forward to the February rematch with Tyson Fury, they are excited about the short break and the advantage that it brings. I love the quick turnaround. This makes all the difference. Every two, three weeks, yeah. they were always talking about, well, I know we may not be ready, but we're there. Yeah. We're about us. Yeah. Just like Ortiz. Harken back to last November 23rd, when Wilder took on Luis Ortiz. There was nothing to do but marvel at everything, all in spectacular bronze bomber splendor. Walking to the arena in the Ortiz 2 fight, it was an amazing feeling. Deontay Wilder looking for his 10th title defense. The anticipation of the fight was very high. I consider Ortiz our second best heavyweight in the world. A lot of things were going through my head at that time. This is the rematch. I got other fights ahead of me. I gotta be good, I gotta make a great impression. I feel like a king when I put my uniform on. Putting on the mask is my virtual reality. It takes my mind back into the Roman days. The king putting on his mask putting on his crown, and now he's about to go into battle. Deontay Wilder comes into the ring like the king of the sport. Walking through the smoke, I'm just ready to go. I'm so focused on the fight that sometimes I don't even see the things that's around me. A slow, dramatic saunter to the ring here in Las Vegas. Then I reveal myself to the crowd capturing the energy of the crowd, waiting for that bell to ring. My adrenaline rush was so high. And then it's go time. Bam, baby. Good night. For Tyson Fury, a meeting with an old friend is something that shows just how much Fury's gift of gab, as well as his career, has flourished through the years. I've known Tyson since the very first day he made his debut in Nottingham. He was quite shy, very, very tall, and I remember his promoter at the time saying to me, take note of this kid, Gareth. He's gonna go somewhere special. How do you see the rematch panning out and have you done anything differently from the first fight in your preparations for this? I think it's gonna be a shorter fight, that's for sure. Um, you're gonna see me pushing forward more. It's well documented that Tyson Fury's life spiraled out of control. Drink, drugs, and falling mentally ill. 
I think the resurrection of Tyson Fury, the man who was able to come back from mental illness and fight the bronze bomber, and in that 12th round against Deontay Wilder, he proved that he is a survivor. Survivor in the ring and a survivor out of it. And it's made him a huge star. I've, I've bring Deontay Wilder into big time boxing and I've introduced him to it and I'm gonna take him back out of it in a minute as well. So, you know, he has a lot to be thankful to me for. We are 30 odd days out from the fight happening. He's so relaxed, physically he looks good and he's having fun. I was born and bred to do this. And I know we're not animals, we're all human beings, but if breeding makes anything, any sort of difference, I am bred to do this. And you can see that he's very, very focused. He's always a lot of fun. I just want to say, you got to love him, haven't you? Here he is, the Gypsy King. Got Thank to you so love much. me, got, got to, to love me, baby. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers, bud. Thanks very we, much. Yeah, I always you. enjoy the interviews with you, honestly. Keep up the good work. Thank you. suburbs of Las Vegas are stark contrast from the United Kingdom. But that doesn't stop Tyson Fury from making sure that the traditions back home are honored while teaching his nutritionist George and brother Shane right from wrong. No, no, do me on We declare that you're not to make a cup of tea in the beer. Shane has just destroyed his cup of tea. A cup of English tea, right, should only be brewed one way. And you should never add milk first. Ever. To get a proper cup of tea, it's got to be in a china cup, like these cups are made of clay. No good. And you wouldn't think it'd make a difference, right? But it does. It can be very quaint, to be fair. As I'm such a quaint fella, a lot of problems can be solved over a hot cup of tea. Do you know George? He's never had a cup of tea before, ever. Never, George. No. It's not, a, it's not really a thing here. We're 20 seconds away, George, from a perfect cup of tea. George, yep. all yours. Awesome, huh? Where is right it? Right behind you. Here's to us. Cheers. Hey, cheers. <laughs> Not bad. That's pretty good, all right? <laughs> it's like eating out at a five-star restaurant every day. That's what it's like. It's unbelievable, actually, to have meal prep and that. I've never had it before, ever. I communicate with the coaches a lot. Every day I find out, okay, what's he doing tomorrow? What's he doing for strength and conditioning? Is he sparring tomorrow? And based on that, it'll kind of determine, you know, what we do in terms of calories. And before that, I used to eat where I was staying. I kept booking a hotel for the training camp and the hotel would cook me food, which is not ideal because you need to know uh, what's going into your uh, food and all that. Most of the time we work with people, they're cutting weight. And they're like, well, he's a heavyweight. It's all about performance. Everything we do is about recovery. Since having George, I'm eating a lot more than I ever did. I only used to eat three, three meals a day before. And now, George, we're eating five, aren't we? Six. Six? Yes. In terms of his food, I want to make sure that I get a variety. I've been here almost two weeks, five, six meals a day, and I don't think he's had the same meal twice. Cooking for Tyson Fury is also challenging because discipline must be first and foremost to help lead to victory on February 22nd. 
If you could write the perfect training camp, this is going to be it. Uh, like I say, the right food, on time, every day, uh, gym. No Diet Cokes. No Diet Cokes. No junk food in the place. So if he don't win when he's supposed to, it's not because he's not been not prepared, it's because he's not good enough. I know everyone says it about every boxer, but they haven't seen what Tyson's capable of. I generally believe that Tyson is, is one of the best ever been. Until we prove that, it's um, job not finished. Shane is a fat wanker. <laughs> no, he's my, uh, Shane's my worst critic. <clears throat> he's the one who's most hard on me, on my performances. He knows what I can do, and he wants just wants me to do, to do the best that I can, that's it. The Brothers Fury grew up as Irish travelers who always had to fight for everything they had. It left an indelible mark, one that has created an unbreakable bond. Nice. Shane likes to hit me now and again for nothing. <laughs> this one time, he punched me in the face for no apparent reason. He likes to do it to his other little brother as well. <laughs> You can just be doing nothing, mind your own business here, and just go punch you for no reason. Like, really hard in the arm or shoulder. In a jokey way, obviously. No punching. Definitely not in the jokey um. way. You always uh, do that sort of stuff. Sometimes we're like, we have like fights with no gloves on for like an hour. Yeah, we all do, him as well. You is a bit like a bulldozer. When he hits you in the chest with no gloves on, it feels like it's gonna cave something in. He's one guy you don't wanna fight outside with no gloves on because even though you can low kick him and chop his legs down and grab him by the hair and stuff, he always seems to come back with big swinging hooks that do damage and it's like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> if he gets you actually in, in the, uh, the body at all or in the chest, it's game over. Trainer JD's has been with Deontay Wilder every step of the way to the top of the boxing world. It's an unmistakable bond that was exhibited by a special favor that Wilder did for his friend on his trip to Rome, Italy. I have gloves. Do you sign anything? Yes, sir. There can't be many of these in the world. And what happened was I sent a glove over there with Deontay, not thinking there was really any chance that this would happen, but Deontay came through in a big way. And then what was funny was, we had talked about five times after his trip, and then he says, oh, I got you that glove. And I, <laughs> I was like, dude, seriously? That's like the coolest thing ever. This is something that came from Deontay to me and from the Pope, and I would never part with this. Well, that feel like Christmas in him. Nice and tough. It's a quiet night at the Wilder house, and as always, he's joined by the men who Deontay Wilder considers his family and brothers, Joey Scott and Chris Bates. Tonight, Wilder will enjoy a dinner prepared by his aunt, Georgia. Since I was 
six years old in the kitchen with my mother. Six years old, I made homemade biscuits. Mm. That's all she would do. Mm. Were they not the best biscuits ever? She made one time? Yes. I woke up to the smell of the biscuits inside. I'll never yes. forget that. I was like a zombie. I was walking to the smell. I, I know a smell can carry you to the Holy Land, because that would definitely carry me there. I was just like this little boy just going. Yes, my mother. The one that said I was an auntie. She said, I'm knowing about God. God is trying to use you, baby. <laughs> And she loved boxing. That yeah. was the only sport she would watch. That's crazy. I wish I would've got an opportunity to interact with my grandfather, though. Your granddaddy died at 88, and he was running track with me when he was in his 60s, 70s. He can still keep pace? Yeah. On them dirt roads? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know we lives in the country, yes. Yeah. I could've coached him to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> We have Thanksgiving food in camp. I don't know how y'all do it, but welcome to the South. The champ do it a little different around here. Oh, let's start me with this healthy stuff, man. Give me the real, real. That show look good, ain't it? I don't know what people doing in their camp, but we eating in our camp. We gonna eat, bro. With me, I love love. You know, I'm a lover and a fighter. And when you have all this food, and you do the right things in camp and you have loving people around you, all that equalizes to be in love, you know what I'm saying? So we have soul food and that's love food. <laughs> God, thank you for this lovely meal that our lovely, beautiful black queen of a chef has prepared for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I love to cook, so just to see them enjoying it, makes my day. <laughs> this is a luxury of being a heavyweight. You get to do what you want. You ain't got to make weight as long as you come in shape. That's it. You ain't got to make weight. Just come in shape. I hear y'all. I hear you, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Why people can't differentiate between whether I have skill or not. They don't know what they're looking at because they're looking at the fundamental 101, the proper way of trying to do it. But when it comes to fighting, proper is too predictable. Yep. Now, when you're awkward, you become underpredictable. That's how you win. You want to win at the end of the day. It's, all, it's about winning. But my winning is I'm coming to knock you out. But when we get this sweet potato pie out of Ooh. here, <laughs> it's going to be a sweet knockout. That's going to be a sweet, sweet knockout. Count him out. As the February 22nd rematch with Tyson Fury looms, it all stems from a night five years ago when Deontay Wilder got to the top of the heavyweight mountain. In 2015, January 17th, I beat Berman Stavern for the WBC World Heavyweight Championship title. Crazy time pass. Ten title defenses, getting knockouts over and over and over again. How do I do it? Sometimes I, I sit alone, and when I'm alone, I think a lot. I'm a deep thinker. I think about it all the time. Like, dang, I'm still here. I'm knocking all these guys out. It's been amazing. Out of way. You see the movement? What you're doing before you throw? Beautiful. Wilder's reign as heavyweight champion 
is historic. But if there is one blemish on his record, it's that he didn't defeat Tyson Fury when their first fight ended in a draw. Heading toward the Fury rematch, Wilder is confident he will correct the controversial decision. Fury's taller, he's long, you know, and uh, he's an aqua guy just like I, so it poses somewhat of a challenge. But when I go in rematches, I'm always better than I was the first time. When you spend 12 rounds in the ring with that person, you learn from those moments, you know what I'm saying? And um, I've learned from that first time what he's capable of doing and what he want to do. And the main thing that I see is willingness to win, you know, is his heart. Like he said, you got to nail him to a coffin to stay down. You really have to nail him down. And I love a fighter like that. And I'm definitely prepared with my hammer this time. We all know he don't have no power. As far as knocking me out, he don't believe that himself. He can't even see that in his dreams. Good, D. Good. All the nuances are there. This ain't early camp stuff. This is late camp stuff. I can look at his movements and the fluidity of them and the sharpness of them and what maybe nobody else would be able to see. We're learning that Deontay's ahead of schedule. <laughs> Way to slide under. There you go, there you go. We're really never behind with Deontay, but we're in a great position right now. That's it. It's a great feeling just to feel already ready. I'm prepared right now. Oh, that's beautiful. And my breathing is amazing. My combination is amazing. My power is tremendous as always. That never goes nowhere, you know, gosh. It's a lot of hard work just to have so much power to carry around. Is it heavy? Hell yeah. I mean, my hands are Help you, man. What a day. Then we check for the world, baby. Worlds of both fighters converged for a televised press conference where the behind-the-scenes business of this fight was on display. I think it's great, great for the sport and great for boxing in general. You know, you're getting two powerhouses, ESPN and Fox, joining powers to promote the biggest fight in the world. And if this fight isn't a success, there's not going to be a fight that will be a success. Yeah, we are good to go. All right. Alongside is the legendary and visionary promoter, Bob Arum, who knows exactly how to promote Tyson Fury. They cover all the sports in the United States. I mean, this is, you can't get bigger than this. No, this is it, it's the biggest right. one. The biggest, yeah. That can never happen, and the biggest division as well. Yeah, right. The two most controversial, colorful characters in boxing today. Absolutely. So, yeah. This appears to me to be the biggest heavyweight championship match since Ali and Fraser fought for the first time in 1971. But this is massive, massive. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be good, looking forward to it. Yeah. This fight between Wilder and Fury is the same type of battle. People around the world are really interested in the outcome of this fight. 
I've been at this level for a long time. I understand that for all of these big fights to go ahead, that there's got to be press. You know, that's why it's designated days, and we get as much press and media stuff as we can in those days. And while I'm not, I'm training, and I need to be left alone. But all the time I'm here for interviews and stuff, and fantastic, more the merrier. You said that you will knock him out in two rounds. Do you stand by that statement? I stand by that statement wholeheartedly. Tyson Fury is the most articulate boxer that I've come across since Ali. Ali talked in sound bites. Now Tyson Fury only can speak in paragraphs, you know? So you get more from Tyson Fury, and I'm blessed to now have promoted these great fighters who were so articulate. I think the day was a success. We got a lot of good stuff in. Gonna be plenty of media coverage to be put out there for this. So yeah, it's been a fantastic, productive, successful day. The unanswered question of who is the best heavyweight fighter of this era must finally be answered. The decision is a split decision draw. Once again, this fight will pit Deontay Wilder with arguably the most destructive right hand in the history of boxing against the iron will of one of boxing's great survivors, Tyson Fury. On February 22nd, these two heavyweight icons will finally settle the score will finally answer the question of who is better and will define this era in boxing history. Thank you for watching. Well, if you enjoyed that clip, make sure you click uh, somewhere around here and subscribe from Fight Highlights to exclusive interviews. We have got everything you need as a boxing fan right here on PBC on Fox.